everyone watches more than five hours of television. Really? And that's not counting mobile viewing. Get Dish TV and make that time worth it. With Dish, you can get hundreds of channels, access to all kinds of sports, tons of movies, premium channels, and more. Another thing that's really cool with Dish is you can watch most of your favorite shows on your mobile device anywhere for a lot less than cable. Yes, that's right. We are asking you to watch more TV and not less TV, but make it better television with Dish this time, anytime, anywhere. So call right now and learn how easy it is to save on your television bill and get the most out of your TV viewing experience. Dial that number and I promise you we're here waiting for your call because we want to save you money and give you better television. We are Dish TV. 800-293-0328 That's 800-293-0328 Welcome to Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Vern Glenn and Russell Jackman. F.P. Santangelo Jr. is off today. Uh, at each commercial break, we're going to ask a sports trivia question. And in honor of our uh, esteemed guest who will come on in the next segment, uh, the theme is baseball, and especially since we're getting into baseball season here. Um, the, our today's guest coming on the, in the next segment is Dennis Powell, retired baseball pitcher for the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers. And uh, now he's teaching leadership and inspirational words for coaching or coaching for coping with life, uh, which will be kind of fun to talk to him about. Uh, if we have time, we'll also talk, obviously, a little bit about March Madness and uh, <laughs> Roger Goodell getting an extension. Who'd have thunk that one, right? <laughs> All right. And then also, uh, is uh, Lamar Jackson, is he still uh, on, on, the, on the topics here? He has asked for a trade. Uh, yeah. So he has we'll asked be... the Ravens for a trade. All right. And uh, when we come back again, we're going to talk to Dennis Powell about uh, pitching for the Dodgers. Uh, he actually pitched in the 85 season, which was just getting him. They got in the playoffs, but they just couldn't, just couldn't get past those rascal Cardinals. All right. This segment of Sports Econ 101 is sponsored by Pacific Private Money, providing mortgage investments that are currently yielding between 7 to 10%. You know, 7 to 10%. 7 to 10, yeah. Interest rates are going up, and so they've raised their interest rate. Um, you got to put a lot of money in to get that 10% though. So just Dennis, that's a little TV trick. You know, when somebody throws something out and then you want to really emphasize it seven to 10%. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's a big deal. (laughs) And I love the way you you make your eyebrow, your your eyes open up. Oh, sure. (laughs) Seven to 10%. Wow. Yeah. All right. Stay with us. You're listening to Sports Econ 101. Don't touch that dial. We come back. We're going to have Dennis Powell on. Looking for a healthier and more sustainable lifestyle? Get the tools for a happier and stress-free life 
at the 20th Annual New Living Expo, April 14th through the 16th at the Marin Center in San Rafael. Explore over 120 exhibits, both indoor and outdoor, and visit the Mind Body Spirit Village by the Lagoon with many activities all weekend long. Take part in body movement classes and check out the special outdoor music pavilion. You can also enjoy exotic samples from our special tea garden. Visit the meditation tent and enjoy our gourmet natural food court. There'll be a Friday night free movie screening of the documentary Gratitude Revealed and check out over 100 speakers, including acclaimed authors John Gray, Matt Kahn, Evan Alexander, Carolyn Casey, Emmanuel Dagger, and many others. Meet the authors all weekend at a special book signing at the bookstore. Go to newlivingexpo.com for details. That's newlivingexpo.com. Are you looking for a safer way to invest? The Freedom Fund at Pacific Private Money offers flexible investing opportunities. I'm Mark Honf, CEO of Pacific Private Money, and I invite you to hear what Tim has to say about our Freedom Fund. Pacific Private Money provides my ideal balance of security and liquidity, giving me steady monthly income at a profitable RA, backed by solid real estate holdings. The Freedom Fund earns nearly seven times the return available from the best bank savings account and still allows me access to my money as needed. I personally prefer investing with a trustworthy company backed by real estate than the volatile upsets of the stock market. You, too, can be earning consistent returns on your savings or retirement accounts. Give us a call to learn more. 415-926-4444, 415-926-4444, or visit us at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Do your current investments have you on pins and needles? Let's talk about an opportunity to earn 6 to 10% on investment through real estate secured debt. I'm Mark Honf, CEO at Pacific Private Money. For over a decade, our clients have been earning at above market yields secured by California real estate. Here's what our investor Carolyn had to say about investing with Pacific Private Money. I've been a highly satisfied investor with Pacific Private Money since 2014. I'm impressed with their competence, integrity, and transparency. Even through recent uncertain times, it was comforting to hold an investment that didn't keep me up at night while offering a reliable return. In seven years, I've never regretted investing with Pacific Private Money. You too can be earning consistent returns on your savings and retirement accounts. Give us a call to learn more. 415-926-4444 or visit us at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Welcome back to Sports Ecom 101. I'm Edward Brown, along with Vern Glenn and Russell Jackman. And I want to introduce our special guest, Dennis Powell, who is a pitcher for the Los Angeles Dodgers, uh, Milwaukee Brewers, and Mariners, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yes. Thank you guys so much for having me on the show today. I'm honored. I'm honored, really. Well, thank you very much. My first question, though, if I may raise my hand. (laughs) (laughs) If you could please, please, please give us your call-up story. My call-up story was pretty amazing. I'm at AAA, Albuquerque, New Mexico. I'm 9-0. and I start off the season nine wins, zero losses in Albuquerque, AAA. The team is about to leave for Hawaii. We're about to go to Hawaii trip, and I'm super excited. Never been to Hawaii. We leave from Albuquerque. We fly to LAX. From LAX, we fly all the way to Hawaii. We land. Um, I'm seeing these beautiful waters. I'm super excited to, I mean, just to be able to get to Hawaii. 
Yeah. We bus to the um, hotel, right? We're getting our bags off the bus. This is Myron Lee's getting our bags off the bus. Someone says, coach is calling you at the front desk. I go to the front desk. Coach has this look on his face, uh, you know, just befuddlement. And he says, hey, you just got uh, traded. You got to go back to the airport. I said, I just got traded. He says, yeah. I said, who? He said, you just got traded to the majors, kid. Congratulations. And it was one of those things to where Hawaii just took an instant back seat. I mean, I was just yeah. oblivious, really, to what was going on, honestly, because I know, hey, you're getting called up, but I had no idea what a, what called up really meant. It's almost like a horse chasing into battle. You know, he's just running into battle where they're shooting, but he has no idea. That was my story. So I went right back to the airport, flew to St. Louis, met the team for a Sunday morning game against the St. Louis Cardinals. That oh, was my well, first no, hold, day. hold on. You'd never been to Hawaii before. Never been to Hawaii. Hey, could could you could you have did you did you even think, hey coach, could you tell me this tomorrow? Because <laughs> I just want to get some surfing in first. No, I mean I, I was super, honestly flying in, super excited. But sure. when I heard that news, yeah, Hawaii just went out the window. It was like no, no big deal. And I thought I couldn't have gotten no more happier. Sure. No more happier until I seen the stadium, until I seen oh, Bush. Wow. And then it just, it just, I mean, I mean, the lights went on. I mean, I was, I still had no idea where I was, honestly. <laughs> I really didn't realize the major leagues until years later, but I, I was there. It was like my talent preceded my maturity and it was just amazing. It, it, wow. It really just was. so, and, and, and these were the days before cell phones, <laughs> digital media. So yes, I'm just, yes. I'm just envisioning you throwing coins in the telephone book to, 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 to call your folks. And, no, to, and I didn't do that until after I got to the hotel. And I mean, just really just came down and yeah. they were just as oblivious as I was because they had no idea. Yeah. Even when I got um, signed as a free agent out of the semi-pro league, they had no idea. Hey, I, hey, the Dodgers are signing me to a contract. Yeah, they stood with me when, when I signed my contract, but they had no idea what this, you know, I was the first from that little town to even do anything like that so they were oblivious I was oblivious they had no idea even when I called them and said hey I'm in the majors now sure they were excited but again at the end of the day I don't really think they had an idea what the majors was until I went to Atlanta and they saw me pitch there at against the Braves at yeah because yeah, yeah. you, you were from you're from Georgia so, so the, yes, the Dodgers were on the road at the time you got called up so you had yes. to join the team in Atlanta I joined them in St. Louis. Joined them in St. Louis. Then okay. we went to Pittsburgh, and then like a few weeks later, we went to Atlanta. And that was that home. was eighty five, right? Yes, eighty five. So yes. Eighty five. They had a they had a really good. Uh, St. Louis had a really yes, good back then. absolutely. I mean, yes, you guys did no. too, obviously. But yes, uh, no, they had a really good team. Um, I pitched that Sunday. I pitched two innings on my debut. I gave up one first inning. I threw up three down. I followed, you know, just Sosha and and uh, Mike Sosha, and then the second inning, I gave up a run. But it was just, it was, and it was hot in St. Louis too. I remember it being over like a hundred on that turf and just, I mean, it was just, but again, you're in the majors. I mean, I don't even think, like I said, my heart was probably beating out my chest. My palms were sweating and, but I was Wait, in the bigs. Did you say that, that, that when you first pitched, it was three up, three down, and then? It was, I'm, I'm not saying it was three up, three down. I didn't give up a run in that first inning. Yeah, so, so, so then you're probably I, yeah. going. I think I, I think I gave up a hit to Tito Landrum. I think I gave up oh. a hit to, um. Uh, Tito Landrum in that first inning, but then I got through it, and then um, the next inning is where, yeah. So did you did you kind of look and go, this is easy? No, no, <laughs> you never. No, no. 
I never ever. That, matter of fact, I still won't say that. What's that, will, deal, you know? that will never come out of my <laughs> mouth. Even I mean, even in the minors, Triple uh, A, it was never easy. But you could get away with mistakes in the minors. In the big leagues, that first year, I think I gave up maybe twelve or thirteen homers that first year, um, and very few innings because simply. You know, three one counts, two one counts, two zero in the minors. They would follow them off or blow them by a guy. Bigs, they were squaring them up, and it was like you better come up with a uh, learn how to pitch behind an account, which means throw off speed or some other pitch other than a fastball. How long did it take you to process what was going on? You go to Bush Stadium, the clubhouse guy gives you a uniform. I don't know how they picked the number or whatever, but I mean, it just everything just seemed to get kind of happen so fast. Yes. No, no, everything happens so fast. I mean, the processing of it really for me, like I said, it, it took some years to really understand. Yeah, I was traveling around with the club, but going out pitching and some some good games, some bad games. But just um, you're in the bigs was it, it never settled those first couple of years. I mean, again, I don't know if it was just, again, just where I was raised, how I was raised, because, you know, coming up in a town of 891 people population, you know, um, I was not prepared even when I left home <laughs> to play this game. I was I was not I was not groomed to play it like players are today, you know, travel ball and all of that. Oh. I was just playing baseball and and I was just throwing a ball and I had no idea. I never had that dream of, oh, you know, pitching in the majors or pitching in a World Series. I never had it because of where I grew up and where I come from. Gotcha. Um, I was just a kid again. I was just playing a playing a game of baseball. And so was so, so this is a veteran clubhouse. Who, who was the who was the veteran that warmed up to you first and went, "Hey, Rook, come over here. Let me show you how to be a professional." Actually, when when I first got to the majors, Kenny Howell, which was a pitcher also for the Dodgers, R.J. R.J. Reynolds, these were guys who are Franklin Stubbs. I they actually took me in and allowed me to stay with them. You know, they call you up, you stay at the hotel for the first week. Now you got to find a place. But those three guys took me in and basically said, hey, you can come and live with us, sleep on the couch here, da, da, da. And but they really warmed up me. Ken Howell was probably my closest friend that really began to show me um, just the ropes and, you know, keep me on the narrow and talk to me and stuff like that. So Kenny Howell, the pitcher. Sweet. Yeah, Franklin so when, Stubbs, that, that, that really resonates with him. Yeah, Virginia. Franklin Stubbs, first baseman, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. so uh, take us to Chavez Ravine. Yes. And, and for those that haven't been there, I mean, it's an awe-inspiring thing. Yes. Like when you yes. walk in, yes. uh, like I'm talking about at the lower level, on the, on the clubhouse level, Yes. I, I'm just describing how it is now. You've got, you've got gold gloves <laughs> on the right-hand side, you go, you see these 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 MVP yes. little trophies on the wall, and then yes. you go down the hall, and Edward, yes. this would blow your mind, on the left and on the right are uniforms of, yes. like, the greats that have yes. ever played yes. Dodger baseball. Wow. And all the way down the corridor, you're just, like, yes. looking, and you're just, oh, like, awesome. it's unbelievable. Yes. Unbelievable. Yes. So, so for you, yes. what was that like? But again, I mean, just coming into that, that venue or coming into that atmosphere, was totally awesome. I mean, I knew of some of the history of the Dodgers and just to put that uniform on and the history like you just described was just amazing that I'm on, I'm now pitching on the same team as Jackie Robinson who came into this game or Koufax, you know, like you said, Venezuela. And so just to walk into that clubhouse, which is nowhere near as 
beautiful as it is today. Today is just like living in a house, a condominium under, under there. But it was just amazing. I mean, I, honestly, it was just mind blowing. It was overwhelming for a kid like me that I had climbed to a level such as the major leagues. Um, again, couldn't quite process everything, but I knew that I was able to get the job done. And Tommy Lasorda just really was, I mean, overall the managers, the best manager I ever had because he was even killed. So he that he gave me that welcome and feeling. Tommy Lasorda of, even killed. Okay, hold on. We're gonna have to talk about yes, that. Yes, yes. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna go to our first commercial break here. We're talking baseball. Uh, here's our trivia question. Other than the Yankees, which team was the last to win two consecutive World Series in the 20th century? Stay with us. Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back. own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-811-7913. 800-811-7913. That's 800-811-7913. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim 
claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Sports Econ 101. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bernie Glenn and Russell Jackson, who we haven't heard from too much yet, and Dennis Powell, our special guest. Okay, here's our first trivia question. Other than the Yankees, which team was the last to win two consecutive World Series in the 20th century? Anybody? Do 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 do. What's that? I didn't hear what. Uh, I no, said I, I was. I, I said I was blanking. You're blanking, blanking oh, too. Yeah, the uh, like crickets. Toronto Blue Jays. Was it the Blue Jays? Wow. Yeah. Was it Joe Carter? Joe Turner? Carter. Yeah. yeah. And Mitch, I believe Mitch Williams was the manager. Mitch Williams down and in fastball. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. so I was just wondering. So when you when you when you came when you came into uh, the, the clubhouse in St. Louis and you get your uniform yes, these yeah. days. Uh, Fernando Valenzuela, no, I'm taking your number. No, no, I'm teasing. No, you know, that number was already hanging in my locker, 48. I, I, I don't know whether it's they knew it from that was my number because I don't think I had that number in the minors, but it was a number that I I liked, 48, but it was already hanging there. And like you said, everything, I mean, Vern mentioned early, everything moves so fast. Oh, so-and-so's here. They already got a jersey for you. Or they got everything for you. You set up your traveling situation. Everything moved fast in the majors. Everything was, and it's night and day. The minor league clubhouse, the big league clubhouse. I mean, it's just like you know. I describe it. I'm I'm um, f- finishing up a book here, and I describe it as going from a Seven Eleven to just a supermarket, just a uh, the huh. clubhouse style. Everything you needed was in the majors. Everything did, did, you did could you imagine. Did you, huh? did you get pranked at all? Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was on a team with I was on a team with Fernando, Steve Sachs, and Rick Mundy. And so I got the sour cake trick where they slam your head in the cake. Tommy yeah. Lasorda sent me out with the lineup card on a Sunday day game. And the umpires are looking at me like, who are you, Rook? And then everybody's in the dugout busting up because I'm not supposed to be out there. <laughs> um <laughs> The old horn trick where they get this like trumpet and, you know, you don't, they just give you the trumpet and say, hey, we can't blow this. Can you blow it? And I didn't look at the end of it. Obviously, powder comes out and everything. Oh, yeah. so, I mean, they, we got pranked left and right. Yeah. Yeah. Shoes. Those, I those mean, fun, yeah. innocent ones, though. I mean, nobody really is getting hurt. Yeah, know? exactly. Suits being cut up, you know, on traveling days, you got to go through the airport at Cinderella or something. I mean, guys, yeah, they were, oh, yeah. <laughs> they were, they were pranking because you had no other clothes. Either your uniform or you going to put this on. So. Oh, you're, you're, Laverne, we're losing you, but I know you wanted to ask about Tommy Lajorda. Oh, yeah. uh, so Dennis, he said that he was fairly even keeled. Yeah, yeah, but I have to define that because even killed to me is not, he was fiery. 
believe okay. me, and he yeah. could go off at the drop of a dime. But what I meant by even kill with me, because when even when I was going good, Tommy was Tommy. When I was going bad, Tommy was Tommy. He saw me. He didn't bypass you. He didn't, he didn't stop encouraging me or stop saying positive words to me. Now, on some of the other hands, and I loved them, I mean, because they were managers, but, sure. you know, sweet Lou Pinella and Dick Williams, rest his soul, it, it was yeah. a different story. You know, if you're yeah. going bad, you know, you knew you were going bad. So you almost didn't, you, you almost wanted to avoid them. You know yeah, what I mean? Luke because you knew it was going to be with the Mariners. I had both with of them the Mariners, with the Mariners. Yeah. 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 And, you know, they would just walk by as though you were Casper the Ghost, you know, nothing. No. Yeah. But I liked them. I respected them, but they just yeah. didn't treat you the same as, you know, Tommy was. Now, for me, yeah. he was even killed, whereas other players might say, yeah, I don't like him or he's too fiery or he kicked it, whatever. But I just thought he was really, he treated me with that evilness. Yeah, Lou, Lou, I can, yeah, Lou Pinella would, would scare, you know, well, he would scare me more than like Billy Martin. Billy Martin, yeah. did, oh, oh, he was fighting with, you know, when he was fighting with Charlton and the devil and those guys, you know, so, you, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't afraid to, to, to tell you what he, what no. he thought. And, and, the, thing, the thing I liked about Lasorda is the fact that he, he, he'd come into Candlestick Park. He knew the booze were coming. He yes. blowing kisses to the crowd. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was really got to play it up. The whole, you know, if you don't root for the Dodgers, you can't get into heaven and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So he, <laughs> he was a showman. He could sell it. Absolutely. Then, it's funny. You, you get him in the clubhouse. You get him in the. You, you get him in the in the dugout. The uh, you know the, the the f word is like a part of the basic you know yeah. English language. Yeah. Yes, like yeah, yeah, every yeah, other yeah, word. Yeah. Oh, he was fiery. Absolutely. And if you say the wrong name or bring up the wrong team or that was a I was just thinking of, I was trying to think of this person that if you mention this name around him it just set him off <laughs> because something had happened in a past playoff or World Series I I, I forget was the this the one yeah. where uh, he, he's in his office and he's asked about somebody's performance yes and he, and he just like went off he just goes off yeah the fire yeah. I mean he but he would yeah I mean he had I mean he was Italian had that little that yeah. little fire in there and and, and and so you always went in his office and you saw the the sausage or the pasta and stuff like that. So, <laughs> you know, Tommy was Tommy. But again, it, for me, my the best coach I had at, at, at that level. And I've had some good ones. Like I said, Tom Treblehorn was very balanced as well um, with, with the Brewers. You know, I was able to play with the Brewers. Now, when you played with the Mariners, um, Ken Groovy Jr. was yes, playing with And his dad. I played with him and his dad. And that, oh, was, cool. that was an honor. Um, you know, I got him on my wall here behind me, hugging the two of them. I mean, because that was special to see a father's son at the major yeah. level. Um, so I was able to play with him, Randy Johnson, Edgar Martinez, oh, Jay right. Buhner, and those guys. That I mean, it was, I, again, just another treat because these are guys who went on to just be just great ball players. Oh, yeah. I mean, Rand, the big unit was just oh, yeah. one of a kind. <laughs> one of a kind, you know, 6'9", six, 6'10", six, coming at you. And, <laughs> yeah. But it was yep. it was just something special. Again, I mean, for me, again, just coming out of that small town and seeing where I had arrived, um, it, it's just it's a story you couldn't. I mean, like I said, tell. It yeah. was just something you had to live. So let me let me ask you: you 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 got traded from the Dodgers, yes, uh, to the point where you 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 didn't get to play on their '88 team, right? Yeah, and that was that special thing with, with Kirk yes. and all that. Yes. And, which is still still a sore part, uh, sore spot in us for A's fans, but that's okay. Um, I'm I'm just wondering. It's like, do do you look at those 
because because obviously some of the guys were still on the team at the time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Does that does that go through your mind at all? Like, oh man, I was on that team. And yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, because that's the closest I ever got to winning a ring. And to me, that's one of the one of the most like I, I guess that's what we want as a yeah. an athlete. You want to be able to wear a World Series ring and to be able to say we're the best in the world. <clears throat> and yeah, I got traded in '87. Um, to the Seattle Mariners and and it's ironic you because I tell the story sometime Matt Young who I got traded for myself and Mike Waters got traded for Matt Young Matt comes to the Dodgers I think he pitches maybe five or six seven you know, nine innings but then he gets hurt and but yet he wins the ring in 88 then he goes on to Oakland the very next year yeah and he wins another ring, you know? so he gets two rings just going on you know a couple of teams like you know it happens like that sometimes but yeah I mean you know you think about it you know you get that close and and it it, it just didn't pan out for you but I mean again just to be able to wear um, a major league uniform was I yeah, mean, just sure. something that 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 to me I could it's, it's priceless it's so Bert Bert before you before uh you came on Dennis Dennis and I were talking because I, I I looked him up on uh like you know major league stuff Wikipedia whatever and uh he's he's uh, tied uh there's three three guys <laughs> in all of baseball who have done this and uh go ahead Dennis tell them what tell them what well, it is. yeah I mean you know I'm one of three guys that hold on <clears throat> excuse me a major league record for hits, all extra base hits in the majors. So all wow. of my hits were doubles, but <laughs> I only got three, but they were all doubles. And so it's exciting to still be a part of that record. And myself and Earl Hirsch, I keep forgetting the other yeah. guy, I know Earl Hirsch, but I forget the other uh, couple of guys. But, you know, as a pitcher, we always wanted to just swing for the fences. I mean, I mean, you know, in the minors, or I mean, down and before I got to um, pro ball, you know, I could swing it. You know, so you get the opportunity to swing it sometime in the majors with two outs, nobody on. Hey, you can swing away. Yeah. And I came that close in, in Jack Murphy Stadium. Uh, I hit one off the top left center of the wall, left center field. Oh, went almost about, got, almost got went it. About, went about maybe five inches wow. from going out, five, you know, and um, it was a stand-up double. And ironically, that was probably one of my best games I ever pitched. I went like eight and a, eight and a third. Um and I lost two to one uh, coming out of the game. Uh, but I gave up a home run t- to the other pitcher, Dave Dravecki. Oh. <laughs> so the first run I gave up was a solo to Dravecki. Wow. So, and so, um, so the next couple of innings, I got to hit a double. I thought I got him back, and but it was a double. But I so mean, this, I did. When you so come so back, you were, kind of a, you were kind of a kind of a miniature little Shohei Atani. Yes, yeah. <laughs> very miniature. Very. <laughs> When you come back to the bench, do you, do you tell the manager, uh, hey, uh, next time you need a pinch hitter? Well, yeah, that, oh, yeah. yeah exactly. Look right away. Huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, I mean, you know, um, Fernando had that label of being a good hitter, too. And yeah. And and, and so, yeah. Wow. Okay, guys. Well, I want to ask you a couple of questions when we come back on the when other side. Go ahead. Yeah, all right. This one, now, this one should be an easy one for baseball fans, all right? The great Walter Johnson, Hannes Wagner, Babe Ruth, and Ty Cobb were four of the five greats inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1936. Who is missing from the the list? All right, all right, give me the list again. Okay, so you know you know there's there's five of them, right? Yeah, there's five. Okay, so I'll give you four, and you give me the last one: Walter Johnson, Hannes Wagner, Babe Ruth, and Ty Cobb. Who's missing? 
All right. That's our trivia question. Stay with us. Sports Econ 101. I'll be right back. Come on, you guys. You got to be baseball fans. Good luck, Bert. Good luck, Bert. Stay with us. The Mount View Hotel and Spa in Calistoga is offering 25% off all rooms this season. The historic Art Deco Hotel located in the heart of downtown Calistoga features welcoming accommodations, beautiful outdoor space, a pool and mineral springs jet spa. Walk to restaurants, tasting rooms and shops or relax at True Spa Calistoga. The Mount View is everything you love about wine country and so much more. To reserve your room with 25% savings, visit mountviewhotel.com. Tahoe Lakeshore Lodge and Spa provides guests with an all-lakefront hotel in South Lake Tahoe, where every lodge room and condominium has a view of the lake and mountains. Hotel rooms offer lodge pine furnishings, gas fireplace, and a full lake view. Condominiums offer private bedroom, full kitchen, and living area with a fireplace. Guests can relax or play on over 500 feet of private beach and enjoy a dip in the outdoor heated pool and hot tub that are also lakeside. Elements Day Spa, located inside the hotel, offers individual and couples packages with treatments inspired by Tahoe's nature. The Tahoe Lakeshore Lodge and Spa, located close to all South Lake Tahoe summer and winter activities. Perfect for individual and group getaways to the lake and mountains. No added resort fees here. Call 800-448-4577 or go to TahoeLakeshoreLodge.com. Mountain Mike's Pizza in San Rafael is open for both takeout and delivery. So if you want pizza the way it ought to be, call us at 415-454-4300 or go to mountainmikesanrafael.com and order online. You can either pick up your fabulous pizza or we can deliver it to you. Our dough and shredded cheese are made fresh daily. So call 415-454-4300 or go to mountainmikesanrafael.com and order your pizza. The Bay Area's favorite tribute to Tom Petty. Petty Theft brings their 20th anniversary tour to the Mystic Theater in Petaluma, Saturday, April 8th. Petty Theft, for an evening celebrating the music of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Petty Theft, a show not to miss. Tickets are on sale now, available at mystictheater.com. We all know in this current real estate market, great deals are hard to find. We may have a solution for you. If you want exclusive off-market real estate deals delivered to your inbox every single month, then you need to sign up for Scottsdale REI's Trade Desk by visiting scottsdalerei.com slash trade desk. Scottsdale REI delivers exclusive access to off-market mortgage notes like performing loans, non-performing loans, and even REOs every single month. Just head over to scottsdalerei.com slash trade desk and sign up. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101, Edward Brown, Vern Glenn, Russell Jackman, who, Russell, at some point we got to know that you're here. <laughs> and our special guest, Dennis Powell. Okay, guys, uh, second trivia question on baseball and the original five guys who got uh, inducted in the Hall of Fame in 1936, Walter Johnson, Honus Wagner, Babe Ruth, Ty Cobb, and who? who's missing? Walter Alston? No. Um, no, he, was, he, he came way later. Um, on, manager of the Philadelphia A's. Um, no, Tony Mack. No, 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 no. Not, uh, no. Um, Christy Matthewson. Of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah, of famous course. giant. 
Yeah, of course. Yeah, you, huh? you put two pitchers in there. Yeah. And, and you know, it's funny because you, you think about that when guys come later and later and then they go, oh, my, I mean, this this is the best guy ever. And I mean, right. it obviously was, but it's it's, so, it's just kind of interesting how how uh, you kind of look back like like Cy Young was not in there. He came in like I think he came in 1939. So, well, you know, that would have been my guess, too. Yeah, that would have been my guess was Cy Young. But like I said, I'm like, yes. Yeah. It, it just seemed later, but 39, I thought it was even later than that. Yeah, yeah no, he came, th- yeah. I, think he, I think I think so. And it's funny because we've talked about this before. To me, that's the one record I think it would be really difficult to break is 511 wins. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, go, go well, ahead. I, yeah. Gonna ask, uh, uh, hey, Dennis, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but um, Sergio Romo retired as a giant okay okay uh, yeah yeah I, to, I saw he, he went back yeah yeah he he, he he went back on the roster came in in a game against the a's i, I know he badly wanted to get it out but he, he couldn't get it out right and then um hunter pence came mm-hmm. in and yeah came yeah. in and got him yeah. big embrace huge emotion all, all that stuff so i i i my my, my question is uh, when do you know that it's over and um, just can you can you can you relate to, to to somebody like Romo that just that just gave so much to the game, right? And 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 had so much so many great moments as a Giant as a World Giant series. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just uh, I'm just curious about your 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 takes on that. Right. Well, well, when do you know that that is over? Yeah, I don't know if you know except when you find it difficult to keep your body in that type of condition, to keep going out there and um, keep it grinding and, and keep it fit, number one. But then just the evolution of baseball players made it tougher, I believe. Like you said, he was really um, almost like Eckersley. You knew the pitch was coming. So you knew the slider was coming. It was just a matter of, like you said, waiting for him to make a mistake. Mm-hmm. And I think because of the evolution of the game, guys getting better, I think he just kind of felt it was getting tougher. So, yeah, I think the body, number one, knowing your body can't keep doing this 162 games and just the difficulty of going out there saying, what's my role now? I don't throw as hard as these guys are throwing 97 and 100. My breaking pitch is the same pitch I've been using for the last 15, you know, like I said, 18 years. Um, It was just time. I think he knew Um, the emotion of it. I've obviously... No, no one wants to kind of walk off, I think, like that. Tom Brady's a good example of that. Um, so I just think, you know, it's very emotional. Hunter Pence coming out to get you. And just like um, I think Molina from the Cardinals, you know, having to give up that mantle and pass it on to the next guy. I mean, you just kind of know from your body and just the aging side. And then maybe if you have a family on the other side, too, that says, you know, Dad, can you come home, you know, type of thing. And yeah. You know, that that's always tugging at us as as fathers, too, as you you really have sacrificed your family for this great game. My next question is this. What did you think of the Shohei Atani, mm-hmm. Mike Trout, <laughs> yeah. World Baseball Classic? I mean, this is the kind of yeah. thing yeah. to me that I don't want to say saves baseball. But yeah. These kind yeah. of things that 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 baseball needs. And yeah. we just 
Got it. I mean, look at the yeah. scenario. Bottom of the ninth. Yeah. One run count. game. It's a one run game. Yeah. And teammates. two MVPs, two teammates yeah. yes. facing yeah. each other. Yeah. Yeah. Very dramatic. I mean, I watched it. I mean, I watched a lot of those games. And again, just for it to end like it ended, the WBC, yeah. um, with that scenarios, which what a lot of people wanted to see. Me, I wanted to see at least a solo home run for the game to keep going. Um, oh, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just shows you the level of, of talent that Shohei Otani is. I mean, being able to hit and electrify on the offense and then go out and shut you down that top three, you know, Mookie and in they're included, um, to be able and to end with 200 mile an hour fastballs with a slider that's probably on the corner that he might probably going to get called strike three if he don't swing. It was just impressive. And three, two count. I mean, let's, let's don't forget that, you know, something's coming, but he had the, again, the gall to pull out a three, three, two slider right there, but he just on two fastballs by him. So I don't, I would, I wouldn't have been surprised if he threw another hundred mile an hour fastball. Did so, you know that all six of those pitches violated the shot clock? Oh yeah. 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 I kind of was aware of that because someone, <laughs> someone made a, um, <laughs> Someone made a statement about that. I don't know whether it was on the media or social media where it was, but I saw that later that that's where that ninth inning type of tension in a close game, two superstar teams or players, you have to methodically walk your way through it. You can't just say, well, get back on and go. It's, it's going right. to be, it takes some of that little, like you say, that edge out of the game for number one, for the pitcher and that little cat and mouse type of scenario but yeah, all of them did. Yeah, yeah, I was aware of that. So, can you imagine the umpire stepping from behind the plate and saying "game over" without that last pitch being played? No, <laughs> can, thank you, goodness you can you imagine all the, <laughs> the oh, stuff coming wow. on the field? <laughs> well, it's just, remember how uh, even just the All Star game some years back, they, it was like really exciting. They go, no, okay, that's it. It's over. It's like yeah. get in that way. Um, yeah. Who was your uh, two, two questions for you? One, who was your toughest uh, hitter to, to uh. face? And then when you watch baseball now, do you like mentally, oh, I would have done this. You know, how do you analyze? Right, right. Well, Is I that mean, a nice I, way of saying who owned you? Well, well, I, <laughs> talked about it, I talked about it a little bit all the time. And it was a, Im impressive that although I'm a left-handed pitcher, Don Manley and Wade Boggs gave me trouble. I mean, wow. they were just hitters that um, they just seemed to hit my pitches. Um, you know, so Boggs, Manley, I mean, obviously, there were great hitters. I mean, Ken Griffey Jr. hit a double off it. But, hey, I struck my friend up once, too. So, um, so Ken Griffey Jr., I had a chance. When I went to the Brewers, I went to the – say that again? Yeah, just just one thing about Mattingly. He's he's. It was uncanny how he – I think he yeah. had yeah. two pop-ups in his career. Something ridiculous. Nice yes. Pop-up. I mean, this guy, he, he always just hit the ball. He never he never popped up. But go ahead. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and so, I mean – you would have thought I was at Tony Gwynn, but I, I had some success against Tony. I, I pitched that, that one game. I hit the double off. I, I think he was, you know, one for four over me, one for four. But yeah, Madeline, Madeline Boggs, I just felt were tough outs for me just because, again, breaking balls, fastballs, if I hung a slider, they would hit it in the right corner. If I had a good slider going away, they would slice it in the left corner or something. And it was just... If I hung one in, they would hit it in the gap. So it was just those two type of players. Don't eat this um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but really, 
And then today, I mean, all the guys were just good hitters. I mean, we had talked too about you, you think you're setting a guy up by going slow, change up, change up, change up, or, you know, up and away, then I'm going to go down and in. And all of a sudden, you th think you're going to sneak one, and boom, these guys are like Cobras. They just strike, and they get it, you know. Jeffrey Leonard, you know, I remember Jeffrey Hackman yeah. taking me deep against the Giants, and, and – um, it's just, it's just stuff like that. I mean, they're just all good. But those two guys stick out, Boggs and Matt. What would you rather have? What would you rather have, movement or velocity? I like movement. movement. I like movement. I mean, velocity is one thing, but if it's straight, that they're going to hit it. I don't care. Again, um, you could, you could, you know, we talked about uh, the Blue Jays. You know, Mitch Williams threw that fastball down and in. Joe Carter whacks it. But movement to me. It, it it's you can get that ground ball double play you, you can get that riser you, you can get a ball cutting away to that the hitter is always trying to square the ball up so movement makes it a little more difficult to square up so you're going to be able to get better outs maybe not hard contact we talk about velocity off the bat these days with the analytics so uh, movement to me gives me just that little bit of edge whereas on the other side they're looking for velo I mean, to me, you want to have velo. You want to have that whole package. You know what I mean? But if I had to take one or the other, I mean, if they would allow me to get to that level and keep pitching, movement to me is, again, something else. You know, Mariano Rivera, I mean, movement on that cutter. You know, it's just, you know, hey, you know it's coming, but can you follow the movement? Yeah. Well, you were mentioning, too, that the change-up change is uh, – Yeah, the change-up is a pitch that, to me, was a dinosaur. It was going extinct, but – when you look at the WBC and how many high velocity pitchers through the change up more effectively to get these type of trout, uh, Mookie type of hitters out, um, Alonzo, I mean, I mean, you know, you, you're talking power hitters, good hitters, um, Schwarber, they were throwing change ups, even though they could throw 97, 98, they were throwing change ups to get these guys out because they know they can hit the hard stuff. Effectively, well, to all parts of the field. Imagine being up there and you're you're expecting ninety. Yeah, you're expecting ninety. Yeah. Yeah. and then suddenly yeah. he comes in at eighty-five. Especially <laughs> when, especially when you got good arm action. Um, I keep forgetting the guy Williams. I mean, that's what he primarily throws. Um, the righty Williams, um, primarily, I think like fifty-five percent changeups or something. But you got it. I mean, but he's. I mean, this guy's one of the one of the elites. You know, yeah. um, so that well, pitch well, is. Did you did you play with Candiotti? Because I mean, he was a knuckleballer. Did no, you, uh, no, he, he would know. Oh, okay. Yes, he was in Pitts. Was he in Pittsburgh at one? Because at some point, I know the name, but I don't. He was never a teammate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you never, you never figured out. Uh, no, the knuckleball. Tim, Tim Wakefield was the guy in my area that threw yeah. Wakefield, Charlie Huff. Um, yeah, but Wakefield was you know Red Sox. I mean, he had. I mean, he he probably got five or six more years when, when he started throwing the knuckle. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you a story about Tom game. Candiotti. I tried to catch him one time. This is one of my <laughs> Mr. Involvement stories. I, uh, I went out to, I went out to the A's and, uh, and I, uh, you know, got the uniform, got the catcher's mitt, got behind the dish and I was going to catch Tom Candiotti. This is one of his throw on the side days, whatever. And, um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm in the crouch. And then um, Ray Fawcett comes by and goes, uh, hey, man, you got a cup? <laughs> you better go on in and get a cup on. You better get a cup. Yeah, yeah. it's just a knuckleball. Yeah, I was like, yeah, don't, don't you just hold the mitt out and they just yes. hit it? Yeah. And, uh, 
<laughs> he goes, no, man, you got, you got it, you got to get a cup out. So that's so, a good so story. I, you know what? I, uh, I, I got a cup on, went out, got readjusted, and I was ready to catch him. And I hold the mid out. Right. I, 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 I did not catch one ball. Yeah. Clean. There were so many balls that just, just skidded off the dish, hit me yeah. right in the jewels. Yes. And then I was just like, oh, oh my. Yes. Oh my God. Every every so year I, uh, he sends Ray Fossey a birthday present. <laughs> thank you. I did. I thanked him for that. <laughs> no, absolutely. Because that's what the knuckleball does. The bottom falls out, and all of a sudden you, you, your gloves here, and it, it just the bottom falls out, or it's or it's just kind of jumping around, and yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey guys, gonna, believe it or not, we're going to get to our last commercial break. This has been a lot of fun. Okay. Baseball manager Connie Mack was the man at the helm of teams for 53 years. Manager John McGraw retired with 33 managerial seasons under his belt. Which manager in 2008 became the third manager in history to manage for 30 seasons? That's our trivia question. All right. Okay. Stay with us. Sports Econ 101. I'll be right back with some closing comments. Don't touch that dial. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national healthcare alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-913-9739-800-913-9739-800-913-9739. That's 800-913-9739. If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bone. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them. And it's proudly made in the USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. That's 800-437-8217. How would you like to publish and sell your own audio book? Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. You'll choose from one of our many voice actors. Bring your story to life with audiobooks. 
Consumers are mobile these days, and having an audiobook helps authors reach a larger customer base, which increases book sales. From narration, production, and editing, to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network does it all for you. We hold your hand throughout the entire production process. We'll create an audiobook that you can be proud of. It doesn't cost or take as much time as you may think. In fact, for us, it's pretty easy. It's what we do. If you've got a published print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, give Audiobook Network a call right now and get our free audiobook guide. 800-514-0521. 800-514-0521. That's 800-514-0521. Welcome back to Sport Econ 101. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bernie Glenn, Russell Jackman, our special guest, Dennis Powell. All right, third trivia question. Baseball manager Connie Mack uh, pitched, or, uh, managed for 53 seasons. John McGraw with 33 seasons. Um, which manager in 2008 became the third manager to, in history to manage for 30 seasons? Lasorda? Yes. Ah. <laughs> oh, no, I, I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> I, I'll look at the name. Tony LaRussa. I was going to say, I believe Dennis. I believe yes. Dennis. Yeah, no, but I was going to give a guess on that because you said 2008. I'm like, okay, that's got to be the, you know, LaRusse or Herzog yeah, or yeah, something LaRusse. like that. It's like, <laughs> okay, so before we catch to our thoughts today, Vern, you have a quick last question. For yeah, for, 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 for Mr. Powell, I mean, out of, you, out of, out of everybody you faced, uh, do, do you have a most memorable strikeout? Well, I mean, not one that stands out in a game, but I always say that, you know, because I know how good a hitter Daryl Strawberry was and, and, and how he really took a lot of left-handers too deep. Um, the, the one, I guess, that I talk about a lot lately, it's just being able to strike out Daryl Strawberry a couple of times, you know, mm -hmm. knowing what he did um, and, and how he did it with such class. And like you said, I mean, he hit some, 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 some real serious home runs. Um, so Daryl would probably be one, um, I was saying earlier about not a strikeout, but it, it, you know, the great Bo Jackson hit a home run off me, but, uh, so. <laughs> well, that's something to put, um, that's something to put but, in your, in your you know, but, but kids fall out when, when I said you pitched against Bo Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, exactly. So De Dennis Powell, former pitcher for the Dodgers, the Brewers and the Mariners. Thank you so much for being our guest. We're going to go. Yeah, to this our was fun. This was fun. We're going to go to our thoughts for the day. George Bernard Shaw said, both optimists and pessimists contribute to society. The optimist invents the aeroplane. The pessimist invents the parachute. And um, how excited was the gardener about spring? So excited he wet his plants. <laughs> All right. Great dad, That's a good one. <laughs> All right. That was good. That was good. Okay. Tune in next week for Sports Econ 101. We're going to be discussing sports topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, your host. We'll see you next week. Good night, America. All right, Bye. good night. Thank you, guys.